Galaxy fans, it is Joe in the pilot seat for Rule the Galaxy chapter 166. 166. It's order 66 plus 100 here on Rule the Galaxy. And we are doing a uh, not so much a farewell, but a bon voyage show this evening as I will be heading off to the motherland. Italy is calling for my wife and I to go spend two weeks. And before I left the show in the capable hands of Alfie, Brent, D-Doc, Nick, and others, I thought it'd be great for us to get together one more time and talk about the wars. As always, you can follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter and Instagram. Just Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. You can email us, rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. You can check us out on TikTok, where D-Doc is blowing things up. Rule the Galaxy podcast there. Last but not least, if you want anything cool with the Rule the Galaxy logo on it, go to Etsy.com, type in Rule the Galaxy, all one word in caps. You'll find our gear, buy it up. They'll take care of you. So, chapter 166, and I'm going to go around the room as D-Doc is late as usual. And we'll start with my good cousin, Alfie. Alfie, how you doing? Great, man. I feel like I haven't been on here for a few weeks, so excited to be back. Uh, feeling that and or hype. Can't wait to watch it tomorrow and come right back and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry I'm missing out on that, but I know you guys will just kill it and, and you know, go through those three episodes and knock those out while I'm gone. And I look forward to hearing those um, while I'm while I'm traveling, you know. I'm sure Lori would love for us to put it on speaker and just listen to you guys talk about Star Wars while we're traveling from Rome to Florence to Positano. I mean, uh, what else are you going to listen to while you're there? It's not like there's <laughs> anything to see or do. Um, I bet she'd be just as yeah. happy as when she uh, wanders up on that random Italian toy store that you find on the streets. Not that I've looked any of those addresses up at all. Don't know. I randomly find them. I mean... It would be a random occurrence. So aren't aren't there Ninja Turtle cemeteries over there in Italy? There are. I can I can go and see all the Ninja Turtles while I'm there. Um, okay. So I'm excited about that. That voice you just heard was the Star Wars Legion guru here on Rule the Galaxy. Uh, that was Mr. Brent Dykeman. Brent, how are you? Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. I'm proud to be from Saint Kilda. Oh, when the saints marching in. I know I messed up the end of it, but uh, for those not watching, I was singing a footies, uh, a footy song for the St. Kilta Saints, yep. uh, which is a shirt that my friend is wearing. Um, I had to, I had to represent the footy 
Um, I believe they started their finals or this or, weekend, Brent. Their finals. Yeah, this September. Weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand final. Who's in it? Do you know? I haven't paid attention um, this yeah, year. Yeah, it is Geelong versus Sydney. Okay. So Sydney Swans versus the, the Swans. All right. Yeah. All right. I was just speaking with my good friend, uh, Stephen Black, uh, or Blackie as I call him, and he is a Sydney Swans member. He he flies oh. up to Sydney from Melbourne all the time to watch the oh, game. Oh, wow. And uh, so I was looking at him, he's super excited. So, well, yeah, because it doesn't have to fly. He can just go to the cricket ground and go right. watch it. The MCG, baby. We've Man. both been there. So. Sorry. So for any of those, we talked we talked American football last week, <laughs> and we're going to talk some Australian rules football this week. Understand you know, we're good. I we, hit, we hit all the continents. We hit all the continents. We're we going to cricket here soon. We have a huge following in Australia, so they're going to love this. And um, to go along with that, you know, I just did, uh, you know, we're just talking to Scott Rifen the other day, and he told me, and you'll hear this very soon. Uh, he told me he felt like we were one of the most well-rounded and diverse Star Wars podcasts there are because of the topics that we hit. So I, I would say we've now hit American football, <laughs> Australian rules football, a little of, uh, you know, just a few other topics. We just had Lord of the Rings and and um, Game of Thrones discussions. I mean, come oh, on. I got to talk some Game of Thrones stuff. Like there's a lot going on in my head with that show right now. The yeah. House of the yep. Dragon. It is. I like it, man. Like, yeah, so it's really I'll good. Just, I'll just start. I'll just stop there because I think we want to try to have a little <laughs> a rule yeah. the galaxy of the dragon uh, talk coming up. But like, oh, there's a lot going on there. You got it. You got it. Before we start into that, hey, our good friend from Philly just showed up. D Duck, brother, how are you? Fly Eagles, fly right now. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was a good night last night. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty tired uh, today. <laughs> I always have a hard time sleeping after monday night football and Definitely. the tuesday after is like just a drag every time every time but it's always good when you win you have that to <laughs> get through it when you lose it makes it a lot worse so i'm i'm happy we've got a target on our backs now i'm hearing a lot of people putting us up there at the top of the nfc so yeah. the power rankings on nfl came out and they were like five four or five wow yeah i don't like here's the thing i'm pretty laid back and um you know normal i i close to normal you know i'm not i won't say i'm normal but when it comes to <laughs> eagles football i'm pretty psychotic honestly and it's like you know i'm i'm getting phone calls from my dad and my brother the whole game we're talking about the refs we're talking about certain plays i was on the phone with my brother for 45 minutes after the game last night and i said you know <laughs> i said joe you my brother's name is joe said the season's only going to end two ways it's going to end in heartbreak in the playoffs or we're going to win the super bowl so we will see <laughs> okay well hopes I and dreams early <laughs> i don't know if any of you are checking out the welcome to wrexham uh show on fx but i will tell you it is way up there very good um and to hear rob mcclenny i believe his name is mcclenny mcclenny from it's yep. always sunny in philadelphia he is over the top an Eagles fan. So um, it's it's great to see organizations like that that have such a great fan base with some success. And uh, But that show, I will give it two thumbs up. You should go check it out on it. Okay. okay, I just got to pause for a second. You do say it's a great fan base, but they are the only stadium that has Don't a courtroom. They're the only stadium that has a courtroom <laughs> in their stadium. So not only are they a good, rabid fan base, but they can get a little crazy as well. 
at least you did not say at least you did not go snowballs at Santa Claus right away because you know there is a story <laughs> behind that that Santa was pretty drunk and you know making an embarrassment of himself so well at, at the same time they were also um do uh who did they they cheered somebody breaking Michael their Irvin. Yeah, well, yeah, or, Michael Irvin when he tore up his knee, I think, or something like that. There was so, a there was a, a rousing round of applause. You know, uh, we're talking about all this, but then you know, they might they might be the one with a court and a jail in their stadium. The the Colts fans who are listening to us right now, they they might just have an insane asylum or a therapist yeah, session yeah. Uh, uh, at their stadium right now. The number the number of bandwagon jumpers off is amazing <laughs> at this moment. Everyone at the school, that's like. That is the uh, topic of the conversation is how quickly, well, at least I don't have to worry about the NFL season this year. Wow. Well, you know, we've become part ESPN here on Rule of the Galaxy, <laughs> and that's good. More diversity here. Um, gosh, guys, it's we've got Andor coming up. We, we've, uh, we've had a little lull, you know, uh, with some things going on, not much going on. But uh, there have been some news, some tidbits. Is there any topic you guys want to hit before we do some Andor discussion or anything like that? Anything that's popped up that you've seen? I know we were bouncing around some things about Mr. Gilroy today, <laughs> uh, back and forth and back and forth. Anybody have any more insight on that for me that I can uh, chew on for a while? I'm just so excited to see a Tony Gilroy movie that they have in the production. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Do you want to hit that, Alfie? <laughs> well, the thing that struck me about it is why would he – you know, it's have the rights to uh, whatever it said when, you know, Disney's the only one that has rights anyway. So mm-hmm. it, it really didn't make a whole lot of sense. But I, you know, I will admit I was happy for a second. I liked Rogue One and or looks good. But like I said in the chat, boy, this if this were to be true, is this not The Last Jedi all over again? Disney says we love <laughs> The Last Jedi so much. You know what, Ryan Johnson? Here's your trilogy. And then what are we five years down the road now? And we're still saying, you know, we, we talk about it every once in a while. Maybe if the stars align, we'll, we'll get back to that. But I just, I'm part of this fan base. I'm part of a podcast that all we do is sit around and talk about Star Wars. Yeah. But I feel like we ruin ourselves by trying to find every little tidbit about Star Wars, get our hopes up and then get them crushed. Get your Nobody hopes up, makes you do them. that. <laughs> we do it ourselves. <laughs> I mean, we love it. I mean, but I, like, I, I'm so happy that because my statement, when you first posted that he got signed, I said, and if it happens, and then about an hour and a half later in the chat, you said, yep, looks like they're retracting the story. And I said, well, 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 right? Like, it was just, I don't know, it seems too good to be true, because he does do it. He did do a good job. He has had a track record of pretty good stuff. So, hey, you know what? I, I, I want to throw out some props here real quick. And we're going to go, we're going to take another curveball right here. Ready? Brent, I saw a post about you. Oh, this sweet week. Jesus, no. Come on, let's hit that. What, what, I mean, Why? you, you worked your butt off. No. And, and come on, give us a scoop Did you, D Doc, you saw the, did you see the topless post? No. I didn't no, see No, so that. I had to get, I had to get a picture taken in my undies. So, <laughs> yeah, but it is I'm a model. You know what I mean? I shake my little tush on the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk. So uh, there's a there's a Xferrals uh, for somebody in the in the nation uh, that uh, is in there. There's a there's a kickboxing extreme. It's a fitness kickboxing. Um, it is a 
gym. They're all over the U.S. Um, so if you're all over the U.S., I don't. They may be international, um, but they do like a 10-week challenge to start off. So you become a fit member, um, and then over the course of 10 weeks, you compete against everybody else who's a 10-weeker at your location. And whoever has like the biggest transformation. Um, so it's not just like lost weight. It's not just, um, it's just whoever has the bigger overall health benefits over the course of um, 10 weeks wins $1,000. They have a follow-up to that is for one year, then you get thrown into a pool with everybody else who does it for a year and everyone else in the United States. So it's a bigger pool and it's a full year and you can win $10,000, but you have to compete. You have to finish the first one to be put into mm -hmm. the $10,000 pool. Saturday, I was named the winner of the challenge. Um, I lost 14 pounds. Um, I lost 6% body fat. Um, let's see what else is there like what uh, 10 inches from like my waist hips chest thighs so they do and then they do like the high school fit test um <laughs> I, I i knew that i was out of shape and so in my head i'm like all right i'll sandbag this and do like one or two sit-ups and then like because just show improvement um i and then like i knew i wasn't going to do well with push-ups and then you do a mile run so my initial back in july was zero push-ups did absolutely none. Couldn't get like I could go down and fell on my face like five times, but I couldn't push myself back up. <laughs> I was trying to do a full sit up, and you have to have your hands on your chest. You can't get the momentum. I did a total of zero push uh, sit ups as well because I couldn't get past that sticking point. Right, I could do a crunch, but I couldn't get all the way up. Saturday, I was able to do twenty push ups, and I think it was. 11 sit-ups um i did the mile run my first initial mile run was 15 minutes and my mile run on saturday was 11 45 so yeah so i had like a pretty decent transformation heck yeah you did oh, I, I, that's crazy yeah i just oh, want to give you a congrats and props yeah. for it so. and the other the other the other piece of information that is is shocking is all held to me is um i stepped on the scale when I lost the 14 pounds, um, at 288 pounds, that is lighter than I was when I was 14 years old, because when I was a kid, <laughs> so there's two things that's amazing about that. One, I was a ginormous eight, 14 year old. I was six foot, 289 pounds. And I remember that because there's like you, when you were in like junior football league, they gave you like the, or like little baseball, you had like the baseball card and you could put stats on the back and you <laughs> thought you were all cool because you had the baseball card. Did I'm sure Joey had a, some, something like that yeah. for, okay. So mine was in fourth, uh, in junior football league, when I was in eighth grade, I was six foot, 289 pounds. I stepped on the scale as a 42 year old man at six foot four, 288 pounds. So two things. One, that's extremely light, lighter. I can remember being in my adult life, obviously, but the fact that I was also 14 and basically the same size is just, I was a freakish and am a freakish human being. <laughs> I, I tell you what, man, that's a good story. You know, we've had um, Scott Rifen on here who's lost. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Yeah, that dude yeah. has been on his bike. He's a machine on his bike from the pictures on social media. Yep. And then Adam Bray, who's lost, I mean, he's cut his body weight in half. And I mean, yeah. so look, I'm just, 
we talk about a lot of things on here, but I thought it was worth the time and effort to to give you props because that's a lot of work. That's a lot of effort. And I'm sure you probably feel better. It's it, you yeah. know, I know doing all the work stinks, <laughs> but the end results, you feel better yeah. and, and that's a yeah. good thing. So congrats to you for doing that and congrats for for winning that thing. That's, that's pretty awesome. So if you have a Ferrell's, look them up online. If you have a Ferrell's local, I recommend it. It's fun. Um, it's it is cardio, it's a lot of work but it's fun cardio because you can take some of your stress out on the bag, <laughs> kick and kick and punch the crap out of it. And then uh, work some of that sweat out. So it's been, it's been good. Good, 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 good. Anybody else, anybody else do anything miraculous like that? Any Alfie, D-Doc, nothing. D-Doc's just blowing up on YouTube, Instagram and, and TikTok. You know, we don't even, we can't keep track of all his numbers there. So. Um, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Joey yeah, actually I, reached out to me and said, man, D-Doc's blowing up, man. He's like, I've watched his stuff all the time. He's getting numbers galore. I was like, yeah, I, he's doing a great job. The TikTok is good. I've gotten uh, sponsorship offers in the emails and everything too. So I'm working through some of that. My wife wants to take over my email and I'm like, let me, I'm like, I feel like I'm actually doing business here. And she just rolls her eyes at me. She's like, you have no clue what you're doing. So We'll see. We'll see. I like to uh, work it out. I just started an Instagram and I feel like a dad right now because I haven't been on Instagram for like, I don't even know. Ever since uh, Avengers Endgame came out, I deleted all of my social medias because I, I had the movie spoiled for me. So mm. I deleted everything. And now I'm back on Instagram for the first time since Avengers Endgame. So yeah, I know how to handle spoilers now. So yeah, fun stuff. Good, good. Um, guys, hey, you know what's coming up? And I'm going to miss it. I'm going to be in Italy, but I'll, 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 I'll take the L on this one. Uh, Great Ohio Toy Show, October 1st, Xenia, Ohio. Um, I tell you what, if you're listening, uh, Rule the Galaxy listeners, followers, what have you, you got to go check it out. I know Damon One Kenobi goes there. You know, I, I, last time we took a whole group of people, Joey's got a wedding to be in that day. I'll be in uh-huh. Italy that day. Tom Line, one of our great listeners, just said, "Hey, if some of you guys go, let me know. I, I, you know, let's let's go pull that." So, if you're around the Midwest, Xenia, Ohio, near Dayton, go check out the Great Ohio Toy Show. Uh, Alfie, I'm going to be working on getting you some uh, buddies to go on the road with because you you need to go. You love that thing, and it's awesome. So it, you know, you, it's one of those things. It sounds silly. It's just a toy show, right? A big garage sale of toys, but it is indescribable the size and magnitude and just whatever you're into they have it you can find it there yeah i would say i had never seen in person the gi joe aircraft carrier Mm -hmm. or the space shuttle Mm -hmm. and to see them at a booth (laughs) you know at a fairgrounds at the swap meet was something else that aircraft carrier is ginormous. Huge. Yeah. I uh, I heard a uh, radio commercial the other day for the um, Toy Hall of Fame. And I think it's in, I think they said it was in Rochester, New York. There is a Toy Hall yeah. of Fame. My, huh. like, like, so my dad's told me about this before and they vote certain things in. And I think, I, I'm not kidding you, a stick and a cardboard box have been put into the Toy Hall of Fame. And if you think about it, right, a cardboard box can be anything. And when you're three to five years old, I have one in the garage right now. It absolutely (laughs) is absolutely anything. 
And like, like he was like, he told me about it a few years ago. He was like every year, like yo-yo or some other things get put in there, but like they put in, they put in a cardboard box and a stick because you can, I mean, a stick could be a lightsaber. It could be a cane. It can be a, it can be anything. And like, same, like, yeah, it was just, it's cool. Yeah. But uh, my dad's told me about that. Well, that's I was, I'm going to, I'm possibly going to make that a little list uh, trip at one point to go up there and see it because to me the original kenner lineup of star wars figures has to be in there they said light bright is up to go in this year though so it's like wow i think it's like a prestigious like this takes a while to get in there type thing so i mean it's not the rock and roll hall of fame then (laughs) yeah but (laughs) still it is to us right (laughs) yeah yeah no that's awesome Uh, rochester new york totally hall of fame you have to check that out and you know after watching that spongebob episode where he and Patrick spend the entire episode inside the box and it drives Squidward nuts. You're right, Brent. The cardboard box is great. So, yeah. Um, okay, Rogue Squadron. I'm going to throw that out there. Officially canceled? Yes? <laughs> Not? I don't know. I mean... At this point, like, who really cares? It's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. It's the never only... getting made. Just, <laughs> let, only... just let it go. The only thing that I care about is uh, I really love the idea of that movie. Like, I really love like Top Gun with X-Wing. Yeah, who like, doesn't? It sounds I awesome. I mean, that, oh my God. Like, there's just... We've there, had 30 years uh, of Rogue One stories. How uh, can this not be a thing? How is it this difficult? But you're, like I keep saying over and mm-hmm. over again, this is the company that could not make a Boba Fett movie. They I've had heard- to shelve it and shelve it and shelve it and shelve it. They could not make a Kenobi movie. It took eight years and dozens of writers, and still the best that they got was to rip off some comic books, a novel, and a video game. There's no source material, Alfie. Quit fooling yourself. Um... (laughs) But at the same time, yes, they did rip off the video game, and that one I have a hard time with just because they're... They're making it. They're making it for thirty thousand or thirty million, and there's ten thousand that played that game. Now, granted, it was a great game. Granted, it was popular, and granted, hardcore Star Wars fans played that game. But the general population who they were trying to make a show for, <laughs> but that's had no the best idea of the of, best. That's what they could oh. come up with. No one that working on that show said, "Hey, man, that's kind of like weren't we over at your apartment playing that game?" <laughs> And this is like the exact look. He swam in the exact same way. Oh, I, I mean, I've heard it. I've not, I haven't got that far, right? Like yeah. I stopped playing it because the, some of the puzzles were a little too hard for my, it's the my immature brain. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, uh, and I think he even um, I think he even drowns the stormtroopers yes. in a hallway in it too. So like, yeah, identical. I mean, and that's the worst part is like Cal Kestis is coming, is pop. probably coming into live action so it's like if he ever runs into uh kenobi you could be like hey i've done that too uh at fortress inquisitoris in in the the canon timeline it's the exact same time frame you know give or take a little bit of time Mm -hmm. two jedi snuck into the castle the exact same way and encountered the inquisitors almost the exact same but Cal Kessis didn't have a little girl underneath his cloak as he was walking it's out. That's true. See? And no. he, had a, he had a cool little droid to help him as well. See? Yeah. There's uh, differences. Lola was with Cal Kestis, not with the person he was trying to save. <laughs> yeah, it's completely different. It's, it, this isn't a snow planet. The guy even <laughs> licked his fingers and said, this is salt, not snow. 
Hey, real quick. Okay, you're going to talk about that. Let's just, the desert, like, come on, man. Let's just throw another few desert planets out there. And if Andor has a desert planet, so help me God. You know it will. Guess it's the cheapest, easiest one. Yeah. Oh my God. If it hasn't, if if there, if, if Andor, and I'm so glad that it's not Tatooine, it's Jakku. (laughs) It's a whole new thing. Yeah. Hey, before we go down this rabbit hole and we just start destroying all the things we love um i want to give a shout out to a new listener uh mark carlson mark carlson believe it or not 23 year old kid just graduated from college started working in at my day job okay and uh the ceo of the company went around today and started saying hey any of you guys like star wars joe over there runs a star wars podcast and so of course i got plenty of peppered questions at me and some people, a gentleman named Josh, and I'm going to give Josh his last name because I'm not sure he'll ever listen. But if he does, he came through, he goes, so you like Darth Vader or uh, Captain Kirk better? I was like, <laughs> uh, I was like, really? It's like, really? But I will say this, Mark, Mark Carlson, um, good young man. He reads all the books. He does the audios. He reads them. He grew up with Clone Wars. So he's a Clone Wars addict. I told him, I was like, check us out if you like it. Great. If you don't, understood, but check us out and see what you think. So, Mark, I know you were going to start checking us out. Thanks for uh, thanks for looking into us there. But it was just kind of odd because I had to go and answer questions from people all over. And one lady was like, now, is it Star Wars or Star Trek? And I said, well, first of all, it's not Star Trek of anything. It's Star Trek of something, but it's not mm. that either. So it it just became a whole mess. And you know, little things like that, they fluster you when you're busy working throughout the day. So anyway, Mark, thanks. And uh, to my boss, thanks for throwing me under the bus to everybody today. So, <laughs> anyway, um, let's Gotta see, grow some way. I'm every day. I'm getting stronger every day. Um, did you guys, you guys see the email I sent you about the Clone Wars tabletop game? Yes, hey, saw that yep. today actually online. I did not get a chance to read this. Tell me, tell me something about it. It's not Legion, obviously. What, what, it, what is this all about? A role-playing game with uh, Clone Wars. Okay. Characters. I think you get to choose which faction you start with, and then start rolling the what's the dice called with all the sides. Which one? There's multiple different sides. You have an oh, come on. The, the easiest one. You Don't, have a twenty side, six side, a, a D six. You got a D6 because that's six sided. You got a D8, that's eight sided. You got a D4, that's four sided. You got a D20. They go up to D100. So does that have 100 sizes? Yes, sir. There, like it goes from zero to from one to 99. Okay, so so with, with that, you guys looked at it. Do all the characters come in this, or do you have to go buy the extra characters to play the game? The, it looked like from the box that I saw from one of the guys that does the Legion podcast was talking about it. He just talks all Star Wars. It looks like there are 12. I'm, I'm just guessing from what the picture is in my head. Uh, looks like there's 12 miniatures that come in the game. There's about six of the light side and there's six of the dark side. Okay. Maul, Maul, Grievous, and I think maybe Ventress um, are ones that I think are on the dark side. And then I think you got Obi and uh, Annie and I'm not sure, probably Padme and Windu. Prob- Windu. Plocoon. Yoda. Yoda, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. Right. So, And so the other part that, uh, as I didn't pay that much attention to it as he was talking about it, but um, it's cooperative play. 
which is different than it is uh, any other game, which basically means you are playing against AI. So if it's the four of us that are playing, like, so there's a mechanic in the game, the four of us are making decisions and we're playing against the like cards and an AI. So you would flip cards for the other side. So if we chose light side, since Joe, you're a light side guy, if we chose light side, we would play and make collective decisions to try to advance or whatever, win the objective for the light side. Okay. And then you would flip cards over that would make the dark side do X, Y, and Z. And you have to respond to that. So you're, so you can collectively, it's, I'm not trying to beat you. We're trying to beat them. Okay. Is it a dungeon? So is it similar to a Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing then where you go on quests together? I, yeah, I would say it's kind of in a Dungeons and Dragons, but it's also, I mean, this is one of the ones and I don't know enough about it, but a friend of mine played like there's a Lord of the Rings and I think there's even like a, um, there's a, a Song of Ice and Fire. I can't think of the name of the show now. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. There's a Game of Thrones game that's very <laughs> similar to it as well, where okay. you're competing against as a house about against others as well as anyways. So, yep. um, and like the Lord of the Rings game, like you are, somebody carries the ring and the longer you wear it, you go to the elfish heaven because um, that's where they send you off if you wear the ring. So like you try to beat Saruman. Anyways, same kind of concept, but with the Clone Wars. Okay. Well, when, when we get D-Doc and T-Bob and some others to finally make a road trip in and we have a, uh, a Rule of the Galaxy get together in Indy, we'll have to play some Legion and then one of us will have to buy this game and, and try it out over a weekend. Because uh, I'll be I'll be buying it. It's a sixty dollar price point. I mean, for all those <laughs> figures you get in there, they're paintable figures. I mean, well, I'll be buying it. I'll be painting them. So you're gonna be painting them, sir. You're a, you're a of mini course. painter. Wow. I got I got a I got an airbrush here, Brandon. I got my army painter paints. I just don't do it all the time. I'm, I'm just gonna buy it, and get the hobby. figures, and then take hold, the game back. Hold up, hold up. You got an airbrush. I've got all my paints right here. I've got. Hold you know, up! You got an airbrush. Here's my problem. I There's don't jealousy have the in the heart. There's jealousy in the heart. Right I got here. a cheap. I got a cheap one from Amazon. I, okay. I just got. I wanted to have one because, fun fact, I used to work at Sesame Place and I worked at an airbrush tattoo stand. So I have experience using a uh, airbrush. So that was my first ever job. Al Alfie, real quick. If we could interrupt, can you go back and say what you just said again real quick? Yeah, I'm just going to buy the game, take the figures out, and take the game back. <laughs> oh, so you're just going to be like the Hasbro. You're just going to be like what the people do with Hasbro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just, I heard that. I just wanted to, yeah, that was just. I mean... <laughs> okay. Have you seen the pictures of the oh, yeah. Black yeah. Series, you know, with the clay inside <clears throat> that they've returned? Yeah. Are we really that bad of fans? Are we really that bad? I think there people, are people. Yeah. Anything that you can do to make a buck, people will do to make a buck. Yep. Yep. Hey, uh, I, I did make a Star Wars purchase today. I've been holding oh, off. There we go. I've been holding off and I did not want to, but it was something I just couldn't pass up. So while you guys are going to go buy this game and Alfie's going to go take the characters out of it. I'm not really going to do that. That's just a <laughs> um, joke. Yeah, I know. I'm just running with it. Um, I got an email today. Hey, you should check this out at Shop Disney. This special Ahsoka um, character slash doll is in there. It's like a 12-inch character. 
and uh, sure enough, it was sitting there. And you know, the old ones. What was that? The the line that they had out a while back. Forces Alfie? of Destiny. Forces of Destiny line that were the, like the twelve inch, almost Barbie doll style. <clears throat> right now, those Ahsokas are going for two hundred bucks a piece. Um, but you can go to Ollie's and for five dollars, you can buy all the rest of them. Leia, Sabine, you know, uh, Padme, all that. But they had this Ahsoka at Shop Disney today. I, I told them, I told my wife, I was like, hey, we have a grandson, but I want to have some things ready for our granddaughter. If that ever comes about, this Ahsoka was so good looking. I had to buy it. And, and I ordered just, it today. Just because you have a grandson doesn't mean that he can't like Ahsoka and play with an Ahsoka figure. Oh, I'm not saying that, but I've been told that I don't, I don't have enough. Like if a granddaughter was to show up that I have to have some more female characters. You have Ahsoka is one of my of, favorite characters. So I have I'm all of the special edition Barbie Star Wars crossovers, or did you sell them already? Some. Did you already sell some of them off? Okay. Yes, but I do have some still. Do you still have the Chewbacca one? Because that's the rarest one, right? I have. I still have the Chewbacca and the R two D two. Yes. Okay. You sell the Vader? Yes. Yeah. I was keeping my favorite. You know, <laughs> I I was starting to look at ways that I could help pay for the trip to Italy. Um, no, no, no. I know. I like. <laughs> but I was like, come on, like you, like those were awesome too. Yeah. Like I, like I'm DDoc. You probably have no care. I, there's probably only probably a some, small fraction of the people, but at some point Barbie within the last two years, it was during COVID, like in mm -hmm. the 2020s, Barbie had a crossover with Star Wars and they did, they reimagined like fashion stuff in the form of characters. So like when I say you had the, the uh, Chewbacca one, she was wearing like fur pants, her, she was wearing like a skirt that was made of fur. And then there's the bandolier and then the R2-D2. Awesome. Like, I mean, it was, and they had like six of them. There was a Darth Vader one. So obviously it was all black with like Darth Vader, R2-2, there was a C-3PO one. There was Chewbacca. <sighs> yeah, I can't remember all of them. There was like six of them. Yeah. And Any, they were anytime... awesome. Anytime someone does a collaboration with Star Wars, I'm interested in it. And it's also, that's also a great opportunity for Joe to say, see, my Star Wars collecting is helping pay for a trip to Italy. There you go. So <laughs> then you can justify what we do. It's, it's great. It's excellent. Win-win. Agreed. Um, so yeah, that was my purchase. Sorry, we were talking about all these other games and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I broke. I couldn't help it. I had to jump in. And It's I, a really I, good looking figure. It's awesome. It's really, really awesome. I was like, wow, this was really Yeah, top, I will definitely be show. buying one. Are you actually going to get it, or is it going to get canceled? Oh, friend. It's... <laughs> Shop Disney is reliable, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like, I yeah. think if they have something for sale, you're getting it, basically. Okay, just check it. <laughs> just, just stab Too me. soon? Too soon? Too yes, too... I've had okay. too many other things canceled, so has <laughs> Alfie. So, I still uh, have one thing floating out there in the you know, the abyss of, is it going to be canceled? I think Yakface even posted the other day, you, you just bought a birthday cake for it because this pre-orders longer than a year. <laughs> birthday cake pre-orders. Um, has anybody been keeping track on anything? Again, I, I'm, I'm Steve Glosson tonight. I'm just derailing. Has anybody been keeping track of anything with High Republic? Has High Republic got anything new started yet i know they uh, go to another phase you gotta talk to the duchess about that one. books were just announced and more comics i do believe because they're in I, phase two right like they're just starting phase two i think they're just starting phase two 
And right. I only get this information from our friend Duchess. And I believe phase two is a prequel to phase one. So they're going to go rewind even further back. Oh. So Yoda will be 500 instead of 700. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did Yoda ever show up in the series? No, I think he was I think mentioned. mentioned. I think he was mentioned in the books that I read. But... And I think he actually showed up in a comic. I, I just so. was curious. I, I really, you know, I hate to be down on the High Republic. I read three books. I've checked out a couple comics. It. Let me back up. I didn't read three books. I listened to three books. And I'm a terrible listener. So it's not fair to those three books to say that I read them. They just did not hold my interest at all. You know, Mark Mark Thompson did the audio for them, and that's why I listened. It wasn't so much for the story, except the way he read it. He he does such a good job that it does make it more appealing because it's very difficult to follow. I still we're a couple years in now. Where's the freaking guidebook? Where is the you know? Give me give me a hard table you know coffee table book that I can go through and go. Oh, that guy is that guy. Oh, okay, and. This guy is this, and so on and so forth. So you need a visual. Mm. Well, hold on here. Let me back up here because I'm going to flip his uh, opinion or his viewpoint here. I need a guidebook for the Ring of Power, and yeah. I'm, I've felt the same way about the High Republic. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I'm watching this show, and I'm like, could I get a Wikipedia page on who these people are? Yeah. Because you in the High Republic is kind of the same way. You know, you mention these characters and these events, like I should know what they are, and I have no clue. So they mean they don't really resonate with me as being important. So, I, and, uh, yes, I completely support that. But at some point in 1977, mm -hmm. Tatooine was completely new and novel to everybody. But there was a book out right away. There were magazines. Yeah, but it right didn't. Away. It didn't catch on until it was a movie. Wasn't it a bestseller? It wasn't it a bestseller in '76? Come on, Al, Lucas and Aldine Foster. Didn't they come out in '76 to get everybody ramped up? I don't know. I've got the book over there on the shelf. You mean when they went to the comic book shows and stuff and showed yeah. all the artwork? Yeah, and showed the trailer and things like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, look, Brent, I get it. And and you know what? We've had this discussion. <laughs> you know, two million people might read a book and a hundred million people are going to see a movie. Right. And that's why it's that important to put another freaking movie in the yeah, freaking no. movie theater. Hey. I, hey, give me a High Republic movie. I'm there tomorrow. Take yeah. my give money me a, and I'll go. Give me a cartoon. All I want's a cartoon. <laughs> Sorry, animation. All I want's a cartoon. <laughs> I'll like, watch a damn pod racing movie, <laughs> like a ripoff of F1. I don't even care. You know, I'll see anything in the movie theater. I know that. I think movie is like the biggest taboo word in Star Wars fandom right now is movie. Because, because a funny. movie is, you know, so permanent. You can't yeah. go with another season and try to fix things that you may have flubbed a little bit in the previous season a movie once you put it out you've got two to three years in between and even if you do try to fix some of those plot uh things that some people didn't perceive very well now you've just eaten up a big portion of that two and a half hours and you're yeah, leaving the so story behind i i know i told you guys i was on a tiktok live on saturday i was repping rule the galaxy very respectfully uh for everybody here but uh 
there was like a panel of like five people. I was invited to it and I was talking to them. It was late Saturday. And there was one guy who was, I I can't think of his name right now, but he was bringing some incredible points as to why we're not getting a movie. And one thing he brought up that I never thought of is the fact that Star Wars cannot get any sponsorships basically when it comes to product placement inside of movies. Like he was like Transformers was almost completely paid for by Chevy because they wanted that. That was almost like a big Chevy commercial for their cars, Chevy and GMC. He's like, you know, it's not like you can have a Coke can in a Star Wars movie. He's like, all the funding comes directly from Disney and that's it, which is something that I've never really thought of. It's not like you're going to have, you know, an X-Wing pilot wearing a pair of Nikes or something. like. <laughs> yeah, and since all the ships in Star Wars run out of gas and all the car companies are now going electric. I mean, Demolition, mix right there. Demolition Man said that Taco Bell was gourmet food and that was their way of working Taco Bell in there's a way to work in you could have a nike but it would have to be a nike in a star wars yeah. motif and then just market the hell out of those things and some star wars fans will buy it like yeah. the boba fett adidas or the uh, baby grogu adidas people buy or the nikes the running shoes that have uh, the x-wing pilot and the darth vader ones people yeah. buy those things all you got to do is kind of work that into yeah, the, it'd be perfect in Andor because they're in the they're in the mountain. You could do a mountain hiking boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me, there's been there's been enough time too. It's like everybody always talks about, you know, um, uh, Ryan McGee actually had commented uh, to me and Alfie on Twitter, and he he Ryan McGee always brings it back to what happened with Solo. He said 100%. they're still scarred with what happened with Solo. Yeah, and he said everybody who complained about that movie or whatever, he's like that's mm. part partly to blame for it. <laughs> but I a mean, to me, small Star part. Wars, yeah, this is a logo that puts asses in the seats. Like that's like right. Star Wars puts people in the movie theaters. We're buying all their figures. I mean, I I didn't want to debate, but I was thinking this when, you know, okay, you can't get product placement, but their figures sell out for years, even if there isn't any movies going on that have to do with those, even if it's a figure from 1970 something, their Legos sell out constantly. There is constant money revenue flow going to Star Wars. And I'm happy with our shows. I don't want to, I always feel like when you ask for a movie, people are like, oh, well, you're not happy with the shows. Of course I am. I love it, but movie is different you know we had this conversation the other day and you know i agree with you 100 i love the shows i think some of them for the most part of the disney plus star wars shows have been lacking uh they're okay but give me the godfather in the theater any day over eight seasons of the sopranos the very best the pinnacle of television (laughs) <laughs> I would rather go sit in a theater and watch The Godfather. If you're not watching right now it's on YouTube, by the way, experience. you need to just to see Brent's face. Um, and I love The Sopranos. Don't get me wrong. I watched the <sighs> series like five times. But there, it's there's when you go to the movie theater and the lights go dark, there's no distraction. There's no one saying, pause this. I got to change the laundry. Or do you want something to eat? Hey, I got to go to the bathroom. Hey, if you're going by the kitchen, could you get me something to drink? You know. When the lights go off for that two and a half hours, you are in Star Wars. You're in a Star Wars movie. It's not the same experience watching it at home. And we were talking about lines of revenue. Guys, I will say this. Star Wars basically has paid for itself many times over 
with action figures, comic books, novels, uh, you know, all those kind of things, video games that other things don't have or that aren't as, as successful. If done properly and you market those things, they're going to make it. Let's say you lose some money on the movie. You're going to make your money up with all those things if they're done properly and marketed properly. I mean, let's face it. It was an avenue. George said, if this movie works, great, but I'm going to make the money off the stuff we sell. And that's where it all started right there. He was able to make so much money off the Kinner line and off other things related to it. So I don't believe, and see, this is where I, I got to go back to the toys that made us. I don't believe that he, I don't yeah, believe George, they made money off. They don't, I don't believe they made money off of Kenner. They made it eventually, but like the initial contract for like the first 10 years, 15 years, uh, they like fleeced like for what they got, right? For right. For, they, for what people bought and no one thought it was going to be worthwhile. They said, here, you do this. We'll take like a fraction of a percentage of, of your sales. You do what you do because no one ever heard of doing something like that before. But it completely revolutionized merchandising for movies. Yes, because if you actually read into it, The Empire Strikes Back is the most successful independent film of all time because of what he made from merchandising he was actually able to make his own sequel to star wars right i mean you're right brent he could have gotten more but he said hey just let me let me have this and and i'll make x amount but it was still quite a bit of money and yes he fought it for the next so many years to get a higher percentage you know later on down the line and that's part of the reason why you're dealing with hasbro is because how much they had to pay to get the licensings from they're like it that's part of why i feel like there's a lot of this issue with supply chain and not having figures and that hasbro is I, controlling the flow and it's just a different it's a different world of merchandising i and, get that but i also feel that hasbro is completely content to charge us the in-store prices for things that never hit the store mm -hmm. they can sell out you know the 350th repaint of a clone trooper and never have to worry about shipping it to walmart target and everywhere else right. and still make you say pay the same price with all of those add-ons built into it well right because uh, look I, I dabbled with this for a short while if you go order a thousand clone troopers if you're Walmart, for example, and you say, I want a thousand of those, it's half the price of what we're paying for it in the store. So if they can bypass Walmart and sh ship it to us for the full price right there, they're perfectly content doing that because now they're making full price on a guy like you or me instead of half price to Walmart or Target or whatever. So um, I, we'll get off the toy subject because Brent, I've tried to make it to where I don't shove the toy subject down his throat that much. We have Andor coming out. Brent has been high on Andor. We are all excited for Andor. We, we feel like there's a lot of stuff going on there. Alfie's been showing us lots of feedback from people who've seen the first three episodes of Andor. I don't know what to expect as far as good, bad, or in general, but but I'm excited for it. And I'm, you know, I'm not gonna be able to talk to you guys about it for the next three or so weeks. So what are some of your thoughts? What we're going into this and we're getting three episodes. This week, what is it? Just one episode each of the next two weeks. After that, it's twelve weeks. But it's twelve episodes. Twelve episodes. We get nine weeks. Yeah, Sorry, we get it's twelve episodes. 
I'm not the one who said it. Okay. I did. I misspoke. (laughs) What are we looking at? I'm I'm excited about the Mon Mothma story and the what's going on in the Senate. I think that's a cool storyline. I want to see more of this. the what the guy from the Marvel Universe, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård. I want to know what's going on there and what relationship he's got with Andor. Um, yeah, I want to know what he's got with Mon Mothma. And like, because I feel like I, I yeah. feel like from what I've seen, and I, I I have tried to keep away from it. It seems like he's the go-between between Cassian and Mon Mothma. He's kind of like the he's like the 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 capo where Mon Mothma is the like is the Don Corleone. <laughs> Uh, Mon Mothma is the cab, the local cap, or uh, sorry, Mon Mothma is Don Corleone. Uh, Scarsgar's character is like the capo that sends the hitman out, the semi, the bull to go do the wet work. Gotcha, Alfie. You were going to say something. Yeah. I, in uh, seeing this relationship between the two of them, and then Andor, who has an established backstory already in canon. I imagine that will be reworked, but, you know, going back to the EU, one thing that always interested me was when we got far enough away from the civil war, when the empire came back to the new Republic and started becoming a part of it again Mm -hmm. with Andor's backstory, will we see any of the interactions between former separatists coming into the Mm -hmm. empire? You know, well, has that There's, ever been explored in I, I can't think of that really being explored in uh, any Star Wars stories before. What would the separatist worlds have to do to come back to the Empire? I almost feel like we're gonna have to see that because of the brief glimpses of the clone troopers, the live action clone troopers. Um, there's been at least two previews. Like the first preview, they were there for a blip. And uh, this, there was another preview where you see like a group of about eight or nine of them walking down um, what looks to be like a like a in like a base down an alley of a base or something. So it looks like, and if you're seeing clone troopers, would you think that their clone troopers are invading a separatist location? Um, those types of things. Like, I almost feel like there has to be some of that, like that recruitment to the empire or. Um, yeah. In, in in Bad Batch, wasn't that one where the Bad Batch went off to? weren't Wasn't that a separatist world where they helped yes. the general or that gentleman yes. bring his his planet back under was Empire it, was, rule? Wasn't that Ryloth? No, no, Ryloth. no, no, no. It wasn't Ryloth. Hey, this was the guy with like the handlebar mustache. Yeah, that and the, the guy that, and was at the end of a New Hope. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. You watched it in New Hope, and you saw the guy in the background. Yeah. Um, so they were a separatist. So I think they helped him escape, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yes, and they tased all of their other clone trooper brethren uh, yep. because the because they were trying to help the because that was a separatist world and they started to see the evil of the they were okay with it but then they started to see the oppression of the empire um, and yeah mm. so I I think it sounds to me like the empire said okay republic's gone empire's in place if you are a separatist the war's over you're now part of us and we're going to come and just like in Ryloth where they started having to bring those in and now that planet and I forget the name of it. So I think step by step, they go from this, you know, the central, central part of the universe out until you get to the, the furthest reaches out. One Nick Shesky is sitting there in his house yelling the name of this planet because it's like the, it was the old capital of the, <laughs> um, of the separatist. It was, was it? like, 
yeah, it was the capital of the, like, it's not Law. We'll find it. Alfie? Regal, maybe? I don't know. Google that. Wikipedia, Wikipedia that. Didn't Padme go there in a Clone Wars episode? Was that with Lux Fonteri? Yeah, I think so. And her, it, his, his mom, who was a senator, and she got assassinated, and yeah. All I remember is that we were talking about it during the Bad Batch episode, and Shesky knew exactly what <laughs> what 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 planet it was. I miss Big Bad Nick. He sent us a message before. He's got. We've all got a lot of stuff going on, you know. And and Nick will be back soon, and hopefully he'll get to chime in with you guys on some of the the uh, Andor shows because I know I know he's looking forward to that and. You're right. He's probably listening to this in, in a few days and going, I know Rax this. Rax it. I, I knew it started with an R. There you go. Abhi Singh. There we go. Abhi so, Singh. Uh, and wasn't Raxus it the capital? Was the it was the leader. It was the capital of the... Yep, yep, yep. It was Raxus. Raxus Prime. Love it. Love it. Here we were shoehorning this all together. Um, are there any characters... Do we want to see or don't want to see? Is there anything we're hopeful for or <laughs> nervous of when it comes to Andor? Things we're like, eh, I don't need that. Or, yeah, I really would like to see some action with this. I mean, I'll I'll say, I mean, I've seen, uh, you know, the comments of there's not fan service, which I mean, I disagree because I think the show in its entirety is fan service that we're seeing an Andor show, which I like fan service. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> so right. yeah, I'm 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 fine with that. Uh yeah. As as Andor is getting closer, as as we're here on Andor Eve, I can't help but to think I'm just like, I don't know what the hell is gonna happen in the show. I know we know his destiny, you know. I know we know Andor's mm-hmm. destiny kind of and everything, but like I'm not sure what to expect at all from this. And I'll say I don't think there's ever been a Star Wars show that has released more variations of its trailer than this one i'll admit i i have actually stopped watching andor trailers Boba when Fett. they say there's like a new one. Oh, that's true but uh yeah i'm just i'm i'm just overall kind of excited to go into this and just be like all right what what do you got i'm hearing this is a bit different i'm hearing it's a slow burn you know i'm hearing it's like you you know different than what we've gotten and I'm excited to learn some of the new characters that show up around him. As you said, the Skarsgård character looks very interesting. I think he's going to play a cool role. Um, I think Andor is going to meet a lot of new characters that we'll probably lose throughout this show. You know, so kind of like Ala and Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a pretty dark show. I, I don't know. I'm going into it with uh, just vibes that it is going to be darker than what we're used to in Star Wars. So we've we've got Mon Mothma in it. Do we need do we need Bail Organa? Are we going to see Bail Organa? Um, are we going to see? Uh, do we need to see anything related to uh, Kanan, Hera, Ahsoka, any of those type of characters? We know we're going to see Saw Gerrera. Um, you know, anything that you're thinking really makes sense to have these in the story. And anything you're saying, hey, keep those out. Let's move on towards building its own story. Go ahead, Alfie. Not this season, but I would say as you get further into the second season, Hera is a definite character that should show up um, unless 
Cassian's first visit to Yavin 4 just happened to be at the beginning of Rogue One, you would assume that he's been there before. He knew how to get there. Hera was there. The ghost was there. Chopper was there. I don't think that's far of a stretch. I don't think that would necessarily be fan service. Anyone that was in episode four at Yavin 4 should be there in the second season of Andor if he were to go to Yavin 4. Okay. Brent, this has been your soapbox show. Anything you're wanting to see, not wanting to see, or any uh, thoughts, positive or negative? So all the statements about fan service, right? And then DDoc saying, like, they're just making it about Andor's fan service. I'm sorry, a space shuttle that has lightsabers coming out the side of the ship is fan service. Like, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, it's amazing. Everyone who saw that clip was like, oh, my God, did you see that? Like, all of us have seen, have said that, right? Like, at some point. Ships. It, like he shoots the lasers out the side, does a little barrel roll and slices two ships in half. Come on. That is 100% a fan service moment. Um, but so I digress from that. Um, yeah, I, I was, when you were talking about the Hera crew and the, the Yavin 4, I was trying to think back because Gilroy said the first, first season is like five, encompasses like five years of growth. And then the second season is like almost, one year but almost leading up to the events of immediately to you got it backwards oh it's the other way around yeah first season is one year the second season is four years and each three episodes represents a year i thought that was the first season i so you're i i'm i stand corrected but i was thinking that that was the first season as i was speaking like but yeah either way like Hey, I'm I mean, just here to help you out, buddy. Perfect. That's what I'm here for perfect, right? I mean, you're the book of Alfie. You're the book you know, of Alfie. You're always you know right. They, you know, make a great show, a Star Wars show where these two were captain and co-pilot of a ship. These that, two that would be excellent. Alfie and and Brent. As the question oh is, who's going to be the pilot and the co-pilot? Well, if it's going to be like Han and Chewie, you're the co-pilot. Well, just because I'm hairy and a large well, man, like well, okay, yeah. I mean, you fit the you fit the the mold right there. But then again, you you are kind of a take charge kind of guy, so you might fit the ah. captain's role. And and Alfie's got a lot of you know he's got a lot of the uh, gopher from Love Boat about him. You know, he knows I'm, a little bit about the ship. He's very congenial. Uh, you know, I'm just a mog. <laughs> I'm half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. <laughs> All right, barf. Uh, <laughs> um, well, so yeah, I, if yeah, you want to go, go back to like individuals that you might see, I'll go back to what they said two two years ago. There's 200 named people from the script, right? So again, people get named all the time. Like the guy who replaced Akbar in Rogue One, I'm sure had a name, and I don't know his name, but the Admiral Radic, I believe. Radic, yeah. See, like, okay, <laughs> Radic. The, the reason why you probably know that is because there's a toy there that has his name on it and you purchased that toy. The ship in The Last Jedi was named after him. There we go. And Stephen Stanton played him in that. He was the yeah. voice character for that. So Sure. <laughs> right. I believe every word you're saying and it's just I, like, I don't get that deep into that stuff. Anyway. Such so, yeah, fan so, service. Right? Yeah. So, there, so there's definitely like named characters but there's 200 of them. So even the guys that we think of, I'm sure there's going to be somebody that we forget about and we'll be like, oh my gosh, that dude, so-and-so. Um, I really am interested to see who that female officer in white is that's walking mm -hmm. with like a purpose. Um, I'm really interested to see 
Cassian and how he plays both sides of the coin because there's what looks like he's in like the uh, the academy um, and he plays like the he plays the spy like kind of Atala ish where he's got the empire clothes on and what he actually does so I'm interested to see that like um, Ezra in Rebels yeah I, you just pick up a stormtrooper uniform every episode. <laughs> Um, so and then never you got, keep the same one though. You just keep right. getting a new one. And then you got Krennic. Does Krennic show up? I mean, Krennic is like I haven't the, heard that. I, mean, I know I haven't either. I mean, I, that one came out like yeah for a while. It was two a years deal. ago, and it was yeah. pretty hot. I haven't heard anything about Krennic being in there. It would make sense why he would be. It would right. be awesome because he's a great character. Right, and I mean, he could just show up and basically tell that little woman like, and that's the reason why she's walking with a purpose because he put her in her place and told her to go do something. I also want to see that white haired guy. All right. So there is that, there's a room. Um, So he's wearing white. He's a white officer. There's a room that's all lit up in white. I want to know what the hell that is. And then just like guy from game of Thrones. Yeah. Master Kyburn, Maester Kyburn. And then there's the last, the other one that's like, and they've shown him a couple times, like the footless prisoners, right? Or that like ship, but they also go back to show the ship from a distance and you see the porthole window and see the people going through there. So what the hell is that all about? Huh. Yeah, why don't they have shoes on? <laughs> and hey, that's fine. That's why I set you up, Alfie. Do we, do we think that even if it's in a hologram, even if it's in a communication with somebody that the Emperor or Darth Vader 100%. make a presence in this. Yeah? Why would you spend all that money and time in getting those two characters back in, in a role and not say, hey, why don't we go ahead and knock, you know, 45 seconds out for Andor while we're here? <laughs> you know, uh, hey, you know, Ian, could you just say some stuff for, it doesn't matter, we'll redub it later. <laughs> and stick it in this show or that show whatever but you're here my, it takes six hours to get into makeup let's my, do it my only reason why i say no is because obi-wan was shot in los angeles and the bulk of andor was shot in england so not to say that they can't hop on a plane i get it like can hop on a plane but I, I don't know if it's as easy because they were like mcdermott was on set for obi-wan like they showed that in the obi-wan like mm-hmm. uh the making of stuff so he was actually on set so yeah i mean they could show up i'm not saying that they're not going to show up but i don't think it's as easy as just like but at the same time here's the volume here's green screen go stand in the green screen we'll make it look like you were there right like they have that technology 100 and they make the most sense if you're yeah. on coruscant and we're going to deal with the imperial senate and mm-hmm. lots of empire stuff that to me isn't necessarily fan service because it makes sense onto why they would be there and they're they in show, their backyard. They show the Senate too, right? So you would yeah. think that the Emperor would be in the Senate chamber. Like, I just don't know about Vader. Like, I agree. Like, it makes sense, but I don't know how close. See, and this is where I, this is my knowledge of the EU separates from your guys' knowledge of the EU, is I don't know. And I was never of the belief from watching it from my headcanon of watching and knowing what I know that Vader was tied to the Empire or to the Emperor. I in was the, go ahead. In the EU, there was an announcement in a presentation of Vader to the the galaxy. It's in the Rise of the Dark Lord. Yep, Rise of the Dark Lord after Revenge yeah. of the Sith. So so he was announced, right. But then yeah. from that announcement though, was he like 
Oh yeah, he was front. Was he present. always was he yes. always right hand man to yes. Emperor? Because I was, thought he was out doing his own thing, and but the Emperor they would have communication. The Emperor would basically say, "You're going to do what I say now," but he was I, off doing his own no, thing. No, to keep this short, yes, there were many instances in the EU where he was. Uh, you know, I can remember one story that involved an Imperial officer who told. You know, the story of him was in a military parade. Vader stopped and said you're going to do great things one day and because you could sense the the force sensitivity of them so just that one little example there vader was you know a presence in the empire now that's no longer canon so that was a long way to answer your question and say i don't really know sorry about that no it's just i i think it makes sense to have the emperor but that's why i don't know if vader will be well, the only thing I'll say about this is there's a few things in, in Star Wars that are your money makers. There, there are a few things that really put your butts in the seat. We all know that since Mandalorian came out, Grogu puts the butts in the seats and sells merchandise. Darth Vader, when he showed up in Rogue One, Darth Vader, when he showed up in Kenobi, um, that's what everybody wanted to see, right? They wanted to see... I mean, even in the Kenobi show you were just talking about, the, the, you know, the gallery or whatever, you know, everybody said they stopped and just watched when, when Vader showed up. That's the presence he brings. So is he needed in it? Nah, it doesn't. You're right, Brent. He probably isn't needed in it. But would it make people go, oh, wait a minute. Was that Vader who just went through there? Oh, what's what's Vader doing in there? It perks up the interest a little bit just to see Vader. So and that's all I think. I, that's, I, that's all I think I want to see. I don't want to have lines from him. No, no, I no. don't want to no. see him. I don't, I don't need to see him in action. But if you just see a glimpse of him walking out of the room or cool. just see a glimpse of him doing something and turning and going mm -hmm. when somebody else comes the, in. The Deadpool 2 with the uh, X-Men mansion when uh, <laughs> Professor X closes the doors and all the main X-Men are inside. Yeah, I can see that with Vader. <laughs> you mean they can't get anybody else? No, they just can't you, get anybody. Just you, this big mansion, it's just you two here all the time. It's a prepubescent, yeah, right. <laughs> and the big metal guy, right. Yeah, that's all I get. Is, is yeah, is Wolverine in there? Is he? No, okay, he's not available. Gotcha. No, I think you're right. And Brent, I love it because if you have it to where there's any kind of confrontation and you can tell that Vader is stomping off out of the room or coming in and whisking by and people are getting nervous, right? Just for that moment, that's really all you need to see. You just need to see that glimpse to feel that ominous feeling and then go on with the story around, around that. I like it. Ahead, I, I think, uh, I think just like overall hearsay of, um, you know, people in the galaxy of like saying, like, I've heard about this guy, like Vader, like, you know, mm -hmm. rumors and, and tales of what's going on. I think that kind of stuff would be pretty cool too. Like, just like the overall mystery behind him for some people who might not know who he is or, ha or have never seen him uh, before, because this is an interesting timeline where it's happening, you know? And like, you brought up one thing where it's not technically a character, but like, I want to see that Imperial Senate. I want to see the, I want to see some, some things floating around and some debates uh, going mm -hmm. on, you know, in there and, and seeing what this uh, transition is like, like politically, that's, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to, to witness that and see, uh, see when they start getting a little heavy handed and how people start to react to that. You know what I mean? I like it. I like it. 
Um, you, Brent, you brought up you get well. You, you and Alfie were talking about the the Kenobi thing. I will throw it out there. I really enjoyed the Kenobi kind of show. You know, going through it all and everything at the end. Uh, the what is it? Uh, the Lost uh, Jedi Returns or whatever. Um, the Jedi's Return. Um, but I I felt like it was it was good for like reminiscing and feeling good about things. But when we watched the Mandalorian shows like that, I feel like they dug into things a little bit more. I felt like they got a little deeper. And I, that's one of the things I love about Star Wars is the behind the scenes stuff with digging in on here's what we had to do and here's this, how this worked. I felt it was more of like a reminiscing. Okay, oh, Hayden, what do you think about? Oh, Obi-Wan, what do you think about? It was good because anytime you can put those characters on the screen, I'll watch it. I, I really wish they would have dug in a little bit into the meat of, of it a little bit. Go ahead, Brent. I think you're clouded. Your your memory is clouded. The, clouded. the dark side is going over you um, because the first season of the gallery of the Mandalorian was that way. The second and the third, the second and the Boba Fett ever since ever, all of them yeah, have yeah. just been a quick gloss. I Every agree. one of them ha- ha- have been more of the reminiscence pieces and not as far as digging in. The first one was, was the great. one that was, that was amazing. That would went in detail told you Filoni's thought processes, told you the the special effects thought process, how they correct. work together. It, the first one of the gallery was the one that was the important or the big one. And then I think we're riding, you ride that high. But if well, you go it, back and watch it, each one individually, a lot of them yeah. are just, hey, uh, uh, the happy, happy-go-lucky uh, highlights. You are correct. And I think I was probably meshing that all the way into the icons uncovered that was on vice and then the uh, light magic those things i felt like have become more nitty-gritty into the the under you know the underworkings of all this stuff you're right though well the loop one was pretty good like that yeah the The loop one too right so the loop but but that was specific to that technology and that's that series or that that sequence that everybody fell in love with you are correct you are correct but yeah this one this one i was hoping would be more like that first Mandalorian one. You, that's exactly how I wanted it to be. And again, I'll take it because I, I love Ewan McGregor. I think Hayden Christensen's awesome. I thought the the things they discussed was pretty cool, but I, I was like, ah, there's some more meat on the bones there, right? We could we could have dug into that a little bit more. So, um, hey, we we've been going for an hour. Um, I, I just wanted to check and and in with everybody before I left. Alfie, hit us with one something. one more thing. Uh, in this show, first season, second season, what what have you, will we see the evolution from the clone trooper to the stormtrooper? I hope so, because you see those clone troopers in those previews. I would. Think I think so. you'll see it. I think you'll see it more telegraphed in this one than you've seen it in others. I mean, Bad Batch tried, right? I mean, Bad Batch. They alluded to. Right, yeah. right, right. That's why I said they tried. There, there wasn't a, there wasn't a full on, yeah. I just wonder in the time jump, will we see, you know, will we leave with clone troopers and then come back back with with stormtroopers? I I like that by the, from the beginning to the end, I I would like to see that. Yeah. Go ahead, D-Doc. Now, like uh, my brain always gets mush. Where, where are, where is the Bad Batch uh, timeline in relation to this show? It's It's right after Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So like, is there this a is like right at Kenobi? Isn't this no? This yeah. isn't a Kenobi. This is after yeah. This Kenobi. is five years before New Hope. Yep. Okay, so if so it would be like 
10 years after Kenobi? No. Mm-mm. Uh, five, five, seven, five to seven years after yeah. Kenobi. And 15 years, basically 14 years after Revenge of the Sith, something like that. Which is, D-Doc, which is why I feel like Star Wars fans are having issues is because of this conversation right here. Placing things into timelines. Well, yeah, because if you throw Solo in there, you muddy Mm. the waters even more because you think it should be during this, and it's actually way before. When is Solo? It's before Kenobi and... I would have because, to. I think so. Because infants. Nest, I think Solo, Kenobi, and Fallen Order are all like right in the same year. Okay. So, the, the, is if there was ever an opportunity for a live action Bad Batch appearance, it would be technically in this show, right? Like, do you think they're going to dive into clone no. troopers, or do you think they're going to avoid that? Oh, because, I- like, I mean. W- we got to get the clone trooper voices. If, if we're seeing a group of them, you know, together, like they're probably going to be giving some kind of orders or whatever. And like, as the clone troopers are faded out, like, are we going to see them with their helmets off? Like possibly a conversation between some of them, like where, or, or, or I guess the only clone troopers who are left are ones whose brains are zonked from the chips. Like, well, I mean, we saw one who was a homeless veteran in, in Kenobi. True. So, and True. that was, that was right before, you know, this was a little before this. Um, so that's a good question. I, I think it is tough until we see something laid out in front of us. It's, it's very difficult to kind of judge all this. I'm sure there's some expert right now. It was like, Phase this occurred from this year to this year. Phase that occurred from here to here. The transition occurred on this date. I mean, but I don't, I don't know. Those yeah, that points. is a good question because Bad Batch showed all the clones being evacuated from Camino Cena City and it's destroyed. Yep. So they can't make any new ones. And they also showed the starting of the conscription of people right. and the paid, yep. the paid troops. So they're in a transition period, right? Mm. So band, So they were the transition period. And I have a feeling, and I know they say that it is, it happens over the course of one year. There's, there's gotta be flashbacks because that's where I feel like the clone troopers, there has to be some sort of a flashback moment. Yeah. You can't have clone troopers going on right now in the timeline of when Andor is actually like the meat of it. With him being actual Andor, like with him being Cassian and him being in the empire as an imperial, as a rebel imperial spy. I don't think you, you can't. They've got to be stormtroopers. Man, I don't know, because there's one clip that shows the, the clone troopers in the middle of that crowd where you see the Imperial guys with the shields and batons. There's a okay. second shot that shows the clone troopers because they're standing one way and then half of them turn and get into like a defensive firing position. Well, we're, maybe we're now, all going to get our minds blown. Now, this day. goes along with trailers. You have to take them with a grain of salt because you never know what's cut out. And you don't know how they splice it together just to try to give you that image. See, this is why it's like, you know, House of the Dragon started. They actually skipped an intro for the first episode and they did a quick couple clips. And then they wrote out on the screen basically saying this show takes place 200 years before Daenerys Targaryen. And they like established your timeline just so like there's no questioning like, wait a second, when is this going on? It's just like. This is when the show is taking place before what you know happened. This is the timeline. Let's go. And then they started it like that. Like, it wouldn't be bad if some of these Star Wars shows did that to start their show. You know, 
this show takes place in X timeline, uh, you know, where, you know, before, before Luke Skywalker did this or after this happened, like use a historical moment, use that as my pinpoint. Tell Are me you where saying we're at. bring back the opening crawl? <laughs> Does anybody, uh, yeah. <laughs> does anybody else wow. feel like a bunch of us in this world are more worried about the Star Wars history than our own history? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Alfie, I can't believe actually that I was just like so subconsciously just talking about something that has always existed in Star Wars movies. I mean, <laughs> and they took not, it away. Yes. <laughs> like I, that was very subconscious. Like, hey, let us know yeah. where we're at before this, you know? Yeah, maybe do the crawl. I mean, why'd you get rid of the crawl? I mean, I know they you know. didn't do it for Rogue One. They did the little but, but uh yeah, I don't know. Game of Thrones said, screw it. We're going to give you your timeline and we're going to give you the same intro song. Yeah, but I still have to talk about what that actually, because there was symbolism in the Game of Thrones intro. There is no, I, don't, I can't figure out the symbolism of this one. That's why we need to talk. Those are some of the questions that are in my head. Well, you Teaser, guys we will, uh, that, we will uh, have a you guys, uh, yeah. House of the Dragon episode next week. Yeah, the Teaser. House of the Dragon crew here. You do know that the end of this show was in Game of Thrones. That they tell you how this ends. I, yeah, I made it halfway through this book and I got confused. So there yeah, there's a many... specific scene in Game of Thrones where Joffrey tells Marjorie exactly how this show ends. I gotta look at. I gotta. I gotta rewatch. I don't know. See, I don't want to know at this point. <laughs> you see what we're doing right here? We're following along with Scott Rifen's point of view on our show. Diversity, <laughs> plenty of topics right here we bring it all worlds together. colliding worlds colliding bringing it thousand, all together thousand it's a circle points of light. It a circle. thousand points of light so i do have a short topic though that i did want to not miss on tonight's show okay. because it's funny and it's a it's also a shout out to nick as well but um my son is obsessed with the older lego star wars game the one that alfie has talked about that mm, includes the complete saga the, the complete yeah. saga and me and him are playing it together. And right now, he is falling in love with Star Wars. This this Lego game, like, as we've been going on here, it has been his introduction. He's loving it. It's, it's pretty cool to watch happen because it's happening kind of naturally. So he wanted to watch episode one the other day. Me and him watched it. He, he, he still got, uh, he still gets Qui-Gon and old Obi-Wan mixed up with each other. But I tell him that's okay. But me and him watched Attack of the Clones together. We did not finish the entire movie, but he was very uncomfortable with Anakin and Padme together <laughs> because they're going together. And it was one scene where the two of them are staring at each other. And he looks at me and goes, what's he's like, you know, my son is, <laughs> is this what love is more. like. <laughs> he's pushing sex. And he goes, he goes, what are the, what's going on with them? Kind of like, you know, he doesn't get it. He's like, are they going on a trip together? So then it jumps to the scene where Anakin is walking, carrying uh, Padme's bags, and he goes, yeah, they're on vacation together. Like, so nonchalantly. <laughs> and then and then when they kissed each other, he was like, what is going on? Like, he was like, he was like, what is this? 
and then today my wife tells me apparently David saying he has a girlfriend at school. So I'm like, it's Attack of the Clones. I blame Attack of the Clones for it's it. It's what real love mm. is. This is how real love happens. Yeah, it's I'm exactly like, how it Attack happens. Attack of the Clones on Saturday. I'm like, I, 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 I showed it to him too early. He's he knows what love is now because that's what Nick said. Attack of the Clones shows you what love is. He yeah. saw Padme and Anakin go on their vacation together. And, you need and, to show him the attack. You need to see him the battle in Geonosis quickly. Yes. Take his mind <laughs> off. Yeah. Oh, well, he loves that. He loved that scene because he kept he kept saying, I want the scene where they have the lightsabers and they fight the bugs. And I was just go. like, all right, Geonosis battle. All right, there we go. Yeah. Love the, it. The Lego game. Cheers to the Lego game. That is that is really bringing him into. I it. think it was celebration too. I know we we said we were cutting off, and I, I apologize for this. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. It's my fault. Yeah. Celebration two. That's going back to Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a trailer for that game. Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga, and I have been playing that game through nephew, niece. You know, cousins, my son, now my daughter, since 2002. That is a awesome game. And I hate that the new one just doesn't match up to it. It doesn't yeah. hold a candle to it. Wow. Because you get to play it, you get to play it together. And that's the best part is. And it's so the, easy. Uh, yes. The new one is the new one. He'll wander around by himself. He gets a little lost on it. And we don't do it two player because it's permanent split screen and it's just too confusing on the eyes. So yeah, that that original game I realized to myself, I'm just like, this game is gonna probably be my kid's introduction into Star Wars. My daughter, who's 25, her and her husband still play that Lego Star Wars game right there. That you it's were talking fun. about, Alfie. Yeah. They love it's it. It's a great game. Um, okay. Round the horn, anything else? Anybody topic anybody wants to hit? We good? Everybody? Ah, just enjoy enjoy your uh, enjoy your trip to Italy, Joe. I mean, we'll hold down the fort for you while you're gone. You know, we'll we'll have some fun here, and you know, just enjoy yourself. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make this. Uh, my wife and I never really had a honeymoon. Uh, this is our year of our 30th anniversary. Um, we're gonna go there, and you know, she's never been overseas, so it's it's gonna be an adventure. Brent and I, you know, you know, when you go overseas and you do these things that. There's some different stuff out there, so it's it's gonna be an adventure for sure, and uh, uh, we're excited. And and I know you guys will hold down the fort and do a great job. And I know we've got the shows planned and all that. So uh, looking forward to hearing all the fun stuff you guys cover and and coming back and catching up with you when I get back. So um, you guys are the best. I thank you guys so much, Nick. I, I wish Nick was here with us tonight. Uh, you know, but but I know he'll probably catch on for some of the indoor shows while I'm gone. Um, yeah, this, uh, again, this was chapter 166. We are, uh, the, the rest of the gang will run the crew for the next two or three weeks, and, and we're excited about that. As always, follow us, Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter and Instagram, Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube, uh, Rule the Galaxy podcast on TikTok, just, um, I'm sorry, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com, and on Etsy, Etsy.com, rule the galaxy, all caps, all together, one word. And until I get back from Italy, while these guys are running the show, until then, may the force be with you. 